This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Top of the morning to you. It's a top of 14 degrees today with some scattered showers. Possible, well, I'm not even going to say possible because it says 100% on the screen. Chance of thunderstorms. So uh, an exciting, you know, wet weather day to sit inside and watch the Matildas do their thing later on. Um, We love to delve back in time and get a little bit nostalgic. And so do our listeners. They've been writing in asking when's the next time capsule we've done 07 08 09 and today it's time for 2010 whoa whoa jace can you still hear me what gee whiz <laughs> blew the top of off that was uh, a little louder than anticipated but yeah so we're going back to uh 2010 and it was a year when this song was at the top of the charts from this Australian artist, and I'm going to have you guess which artist it is, Bryce Gibbs. Anyone come to mind? Yeah, the temper trap, Tom. Yeah. Good track. They were a great export from Australia as well because they um, did quite well in America. A few hits from that um, album... The biggest song, though, of the year was apparently this one, Americana. Yolanda Be Cool. You get down with a bit of Yolanda Be Cool, Jace. Give it Be Cool. Um, 2000, Temper Trap, didn't they play at an AFL Grand Final? Yeah, they did. I think they came back for a recent AFL Grand mm. Final. Uh, Yolanda Be Cool. That was, I remember watching a telecast in 2010 and Adam Cooney's uh, pre-game soundtrack was that one. Yolanda Be Cool. Um, Americana. Don't Sounds speak Americana. Very Adam Cooney, doesn't um, it? Yeah. But otherwise, in regards to 2010, as far as pop culture, it's actually a pretty dry year. There was the Haiti earthquake, which was um, a horrible event. Sachin Tendulkar became the first player to score a double century in one-day cricket, which uh, is probably a little bit redundant now because nobody's watching one-dayers. And uh, Prince William and Kate got engaged and then married. And Sandra Bullock's marriage to Jesse James was rocked by a fair claims shortly after her Oscars win. But, Jace, you're across all things uh, sport overall. What, tell us what happened in 2010. Well, I don't know. You're encroaching on my territory there with that <laughs> Sachin Tendulkar business. Uh, so, I need to back off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, while we're on the uh, theme of cricket with that, yep. um, the Australians made the final of the T20 World Cup in 2010 in the Caribbean and lost to the Poms. It was the oh. English's first ever World Cup final victory in any format. Really? Yeah. So in anything? Yeah, they'd lost several uh, one-day international finals up until that point, but that was their first ever win 
in a final. Um, in the American sports, New Orleans won the Super Bowl. The Lakers, led by Kobe Bryant, won the NBA, of course. Um, Rafael Nadal overtook Roger Federer during the year in tennis. He won the French Open, Wimbledon, and the US Open. Federer won the Australian Open to start the year. Federer mm. uh, and Nadal finished the year at number one. Uh, it was a Commonwealth Games year. Australia went to Delhi in India and came home with a record 74 gold medals, if you don't mind. Yes, that was a big year for that. It was. The Socceroos played in the World Cup that year, you may remember, mm-hmm. in South Africa. And unfortunately, it was the first game of the tournament that the Socceroos were undone by Germany, that we lost 4 0. We ended up beating Serbia. And uh, Drew, we didn't get out of the group in the end, yep. unfortunately. So a big year for the Socceroos. So you think won the Melbourne Cup. Israel Folau, big mm. story in sport. Oh, I remember this. Signed a $4 million contract over four years to leave the NRL and play with GWS. What about that wasn't, for a bit of bank wasn't money? Wasn't that a success? Now, there is a caveat to that. Bryce and Jace, there is a fascinating documentary about Izzy Folau on the ABC. Uh, you can look at it on iView, and it's about that whole journey. And then he sort of descended down this weird rabbit hole of uh, heavy, heavy religion, anti sort of gay sentiment stuff. And uh, and then he's he's gone from being, you know, Australia's most notable rugby star, descending down to sort of playing at the lower levels. So it's light watching then. That's what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah, uh, just, just a breeze. Just something to gather around with the family and have a look at. That's yeah, it. Yeah. No, no heavy hitting issues there. <laughs> uh, it was a Winter <laughs> Olympic year as well. And Tora Bright won uh, a gold medal for Australia doing the double twisting oh, somersault yeah. thing in the air over the moguls or whatever. I, I don't know. You ever attempted um, that, Jace? Yeah, yeah. I, I, every weekend. <laughs> um, but the biggest sports story of the year was in the NRL, actually. And it was... The Melbourne Storm, of course, this was the year that their salary cap breaches broke Mm. and they were stripped of two premierships in that year. Ironically, they're in trouble again because they just had a reunion for one of them. Um, Mm. And the NRL were not very pleased that they were acknowledging a premiership that they'd been stripped of. So um, interesting stuff there. Of course, in the AFL world, not only was Izzy Falau a big story, but there was the very last ever drawn grand final. Bryce Gibbs, I'll throw it over to you. It certainly was. It was the Cult, oh, the Carlton, the Collingwood St Kilda <laughs> match. The infamous Milne, uh, the ball bounce could have yeah. gone through oh. as a goal. It didn't. Uh, Collingwood yeah. nine four sixty eight uh, drew with St Kilda ten eight sixty eight. Here we go. Clear ball here and kick it along and hard. Goddard, the tap. Del Santo, it's going to be a draw. It's unbelievable. But it's happened. Now, is this the, this the one where Heath Shaw snuck up on Nick Rewalt like a librarian? That was the following <laughs> week, Tom. So right. Lenny Hayes was named Norm Smith in the, in the first drawn grand final. They had mm. to come back the next week and do it all again where Collingwood absolutely pumped him. Uh, 16-12, 108, defeated St Kilda, 7-10-52. Uh, and Scott Penderbury was named uh, the Norm Smith in that game as well. Uh, other notable football-related things in 2010, <laughs> uh, yep. my teammate, Chris Judd, won yes. the Brownlow medal, sitting next to him on the table, actually, that yes. night. So well, it was, was a, a very exciting count for us. Was it 09 when, when Fev went off the rails or 2010? 
I think it was 09. Yeah, yeah. okay. So this yeah. was a little little more held together. This was good. This and we, we knew he was going to win it when I think he, he got three votes against Collingwood. We yeah. actually lost by 50 or 60 points that day and, and he polled three votes. And Incredible. Everyone was like, oh, that usually doesn't happen. So we might be on a winning winning table here, which was really good. Was mm. that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but was that the Brownlow year that Gary Ablett was like unbackable favourite to win? I think... Ablett might have polled yes. 26, 27 votes, and Judd went past him yeah, on that got, on the back of that game. Got stiff on uh, on a couple of couple of games, I reckon. Gather yeah. there, yeah, because yeah, uh, to many, I remember Judd was sort of a surprise winner. He still had a very good year. Yeah, yeah, yep. Come, no doubt. Won the won the BNF obviously by a mile. A uh, couple of other awards. Dan Hanbury won the Rising Star in his first year. Jack Rewalt kicked uh, the most goals and won the Coleman mm. with 78 goals. 13 years ago. West Coast finished bottom. So there's a, well, Ooh, a bit of, in that. A bit of synergy there. Bit, a bit of synergy Ten there. Ten-year cycle. Yep, for sure. Uh, Dane Swan won the Lee Matthews Trophy, voted by his peers for Collingwood, being the most valuable player. Uh, and a couple of notes from our home teams. Mark Williams finished up as port coach. Uh, Matty Primus yep. took over. Our SEN's Kane Corns won the John Cahill medal that year, and Richie Douglas won the Malcolm Blight medal for Adelaide in that yeah. year as well. From memory, wasn't a good year for Adelaide at all in 2010 because uh, Richie Douglas did play a good year, but uh, as a team, it wasn't a good finish for the Crows, Jace. Where did they finish? No. They finished 11th in 11th. 2010, and yep. Port finished in 10th. So, yeah, not a, not a great year, not a successful year for our SA sides. There you have it. That's our 2010 time capsule. And we'll keep these going. We'll delve into 2011 in a fortnight from now and keep taking that nostalgic path back, Producer Jace. I look forward to it. Thank you for having me in. I'll uh, get back to where I belong, at least for now. Yes, we're putting him back in the dungeon and taking your calls on 0427 144 Bryce Gibbs. Uh, I'm not sh- quite sure that's right, Tom. But uh, you can text us on 0427-154-166. We're talking about unsung heroes that's in, right. in your team. Who's surprised you this year? Who's keeping the, the team together like the glue? Uh, yeah. And who's who's really impressed you? So send them through. Yes, and before we get to a break, one of the unsung heroes, we believe, is uh, Mitch Hinge. And Daniel Hoyne from Champion Data gave a very fascinating stat on him this week. But what this guy is actually doing at the moment is so significant and his role behind the ball, especially with what Adelaide have got from an injury perspective Mm. at the moment, has been elevated. So over the last six weeks, we've lauded Sam Taylor. Sam Taylor's had 72 intercept possessions in in six weeks, which which is just ridiculous. The third best interceptor in the game is Darcy Moore, who's who's had 57 intercept possessions over a six-week period. We've lauded what Darcy Moore's done Mm. as well. In between those two is this bloke, Mitch Hinge who's had 61 intercept possessions. Mm. And importantly, 54 points have been generated for, um, for Adelaide off the back of what he's done from an intercept perspective, which only, you know, only Sam Taylor um, has, has generated more. Fascinating that one on Mitch Hinge. I dare say Brisbane would uh, use him quite well with Daniel Rich kind of ageing on. They could have used Mitch Hinge if they kept him on the list. He's been uh, a star this year. Mm. I remember calling the game last week and... 
just he, the way he sets up behind the ball, he's he's growing in confidence in that space. And uh, as as Hoyne said, just taking intercept possession after intercept possession, he's becoming a, a very good player for the Adelaide Footy Club. Yeah, and he's hard at it as well, producer Jace. Yeah, he is. Can I give you a quick one, uh, a nomination for Port Adelaide? Yes. Um, and a lot of people would say Willem Drew, and I would understand that. But I'm going to give you one a, a little bit outside the box. He's maligned at Port Adelaide. Darcy Byrne-Jones, uh, since he's oh, been yep. thrown forward into that pressure forward role, mm. I think he's been outstanding for Port Adelaide. And um, there are a lot of supporters calling for his head. Mm. Uh, former best and fairest winner at that club. I think he's, to be able to reinvent yourself as a pressure forward and the way he's been able to do it in what has been a tough year for their forward line has been outstanding. Yes, he's done very well. Nice addition there, producer Jace. It's quarter past nine. We've got to get to a break because after this, we've got question time, and I've got some absolute crackers for you, Bryce Gibbs. 15 minutes past nine, top of 14 degrees today, a few scattered showers.